For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. And this is Atlanta. The food, the wine, the entertainment, the lifestyle. This is Belinda Skelton's Atlanta Living, sponsored by Vane Innovations. And a good Saturday to you folks. I'm Belinda Skelton, and you're listening to Atlanta Living, and we are broadcasting from probably one of the most gorgeous remotes I've ever done, Sea Island, actually the cloister at Sea Island, and I'm looking out over uh, the ocean and the palm trees, and I want to give you a background about the rich history that the cloister at Sea Island has, so I brought on Scott Stylin, who um, has been the president here at Sea Island for about five years. Scott, thanks for coming off the beach. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm on my way, actually. I, I, everybody's on their way. You're wasting your time if you're not. So we mentioned earlier that Sea Island and the, the cloister and the beach club here, it's not just a bunch of pretty Spanish-style buildings on some pretty land. It has rich, deep history, and that's what people love about it. Well, it's <clears throat> it's not. It's um, there are a lot of places that can can claim that they have beautiful settings and beautiful buildings, and I'll put ours up against anyone. But uh, what makes the island so special is the people and our team and the um, the feeling that you get when you interact with our folks. Um, we are beautifully unscripted. They're passionate. They've been here forever. They are the most uh, sturdant advocates for Sea Island that you could find. So if you will go to breakfast and you talk to somebody, you know, <clears throat> if I'm in breakfast, they might call me Bubba, or they might call <laughs> me Sugar, or they might call me something else. And it's really because that's the way that they would welcome you into their home. Right. And that's how we try to uh, to make everybody feel here, like you're coming home. Well, I don't know how they, I don't know how many guest rooms you have here, but every time I go somewhere, they're like, "Hello, Miss Skelton. How was dinner last night? How was paddleboarding yesterday?" I'm like, "How did they know?" Well, it's an amazing thing. We, um, some of our folks have remembered guests, you know, who've been coming. The, the great the great thing about being here since 1928 is you have an opportunity to have just this uh, really unique multi-generational family experience here and at our core family resort so we'll have you know guys at the door who will remember you if you were here 30 years ago there's a good chance he'll be able to say hello that's and, amazing and they're just they're just they're so unique in the way that they think about it we, we train our team to try to remember and and you know name recognition is a great thing because it just makes you feel better yeah, then, you like know, you're part fan. of the family. Right. Okay, so let's. you mentioned 1928. So tell us how the Cloister and, and the Sea Island Resort came to be. So uh, a guy named Howard Coffin came from Detroit in 1928, bought the land that, that uh, now is uh, Sea Island. 
and um, he brought his cousin Alfred Jones down to help him and uh, they <clears throat> Mr. Coffin passed away a couple of years after and Mr. Jones took over and kind of you know uh, expanded upon his original vision and his dream you know the original cloister building which was built in 1928 was built as a temporary building they were just going to try it out for a few years to see if it really worked and right. if the concept caught on and it lasted until 2004 when they uh, tore it down. So it's uh, it's this really unique um, kind of uh, lots of tradition, lots of history, lots of culture that have gone on here. And that's why our team is so um, rich and imbued in this culture because it was started far, far before I was here, you know, all the way back from 1928 when they were doing that. And there's some really great historical stories about how the culture was enhanced and, and, and moved along. Well, you know, you went through the Depression with the cloister, mm -hmm. and uh, there's a unique story about how you survived through the Depression with your little, uh, your little inn, and you did something unique. Tell us about that. So, <clears throat> at one point in time, when things were not looking very good during the, uh, during the Depression, Mr. Jones went to some of his staff and said to them, essentially, you need to go someplace. You need to go. I, I won't be able to pay you. I don't know if we're going to have work for you. You need to go try to find another place to, to make a living and live your life. And the staff refused to go. Um, so the next best, best thing that he tried to do was he created what we called, what they called at the time, Sea Island Script, which was, in essence, our own money. So you printed your own money. We printed our own money. Uh, he went to all of the shopkeepers and all of the vendors in the local and regional area and said, you take this money. We will make good on this money. We can't make good on this money now, but this is money that is just like U.S. currency. Let our team use it, buy groceries, do buy services, do whatever, and, and we promise when, we're, when we have the money, we'll pay it all back. And they did. Wow. Um, so it was a real... It's one of the things that I think um, brought Sea Island, uh, the company, and uh, this local community and regional community together that's you know still pretty tight today. Absolutely. I mean, you have multi-generations that come here to stay, and then you have people who have bought residences in yes. the Sea Island Resort, yep. and then people that just belong to the club. That's correct. So we've got... Um, We've got a number of different ways of accommodations here. We've got the, the cloister, which is now 265 rooms. We just added 63 rooms that we opened in April. Um, we have the lodge, which is our 40-room kind of um, old English manor sitting on the ocean on St. Simon's. Wow. Great golf, great place for couples, honeymooners, and, and a really kind of unique boutique aspect. Butler service 24 hours there. Uh, that's 40 rooms. We uh, opened the inn at Sea Island, which is 85 rooms almost, well, I guess about two and a half years ago. And that's kind of a, an uh, introduction to Sea Island type of uh, product where we converted an old office building that we weren't going to use for office space anymore. Uh, and we've, we've been able to create a, a hotel that is both you know, a St. Simon's Hotel and a Sea Island offering. And we have a lot of members who own you know, residences down the drive who maybe would prefer their families to stay close to them, but yeah. not necessarily... With them. With them. <laughs> yeah. So the inn provides a really great... Op we just had 4th of July, and the inn was packed with a lot of member families uh, who either didn't make the cut or, or, uh, or preferred 
Uh, you know, because it goes both ways. <laughs> it does. They, they might have preferred to say, we're coming to visit Grandma and Grandpa, but we're going to stay here at the inn. And then we've got some of those property owners put their homes into our um, rental program. We have a cottage rental program of about 140 or so homes up and down Sea Island Drive. Well, I love the pathways. Is it travertine that yeah. the path? Gorgeous. And they're so... Um, immaculately landscaped I, I can't i'm dying to find a weed um i've not well, if found you do, one let me know because i'm <laughs> uh, our team I, we think that our landscaping is one of those things that differentiates sea island as a resort destination our team takes tremendous pride in what they do obviously and you can i mean as you just walk anywhere on the ground you can see you know the, the attention to detail and you know they're hand trimming the uh, every the, square the inch looks like it's it's the you know sub spotlight of that area and then there are little bunnies that pop out of every corner and cross the path yes there are uh these are marsh bunnies they're everywhere um literally everywhere uh and i love uh, that it's a it's a funny story we were a couple of years ago we were building a bike path that goes down along the sea island causeway and to do that we had this um, silt fence that we had put up that kind of blocked the marsh to keep the runoff from going into the marsh and i got asked at a member meeting um you know in front of all these people um, why are you blocking the, you know, where have all the marsh bunnies gone? Where, you know, why are you blocking, keeping them? Why did you put up this permanent, you know, silk uh -huh. fence? And thankfully I was able to answer to them, no, you know, <laughs> to this nice lady, don't worry. Um, you know, they'll be back as soon as we take the fence down, they'll be back in droves. And, and sure enough, you know, as and, you go down and the luckily drive. they have been, um, and gosh, they're adorable. Now here in the spring when they have their little, little bunnies that they are everywhere well we are speaking with uh the president scott styland of sea island and its rich culture and history we're going to take a break come back and we want to talk about the awards that uh the cloister has won and um with with the forbes awards sure. and let you uh tell us all about about that we are broadcasting live from the cloister at sea island you're listening to atlanta living only on news 95.5 and am 750 wsb depend on it now back to belinda skelton and welcome back to atlanta living i'm your host belinda skelton oh you hear that we are broadcasting live from the Cloister at Sea Island, and you can join us, too, because President Scott Stylin has a little bit of a special offer if you book and stay in, in August, which is my birth month, but you don't have to get me a gift. Well, we did that for you. Oh, thank you. We do research on the folks that <laughs> we bring down here. Excellent. Uh, no, we've got, we do. We have uh, an offer out right now that if you can book in our Cloister main building, which is we're here on the, on the beach side, on the, on the river side. Uh, or at the lodge, uh, you get a uh, $300 resort credit to spend on all of the activities that you've had a chance to experience. Which are amazing. Um, like I said, uh, I'll explain later when we talk to some of the activities folks, but but the Cloister has won um, some awards with Forbes, and I want you to tell folks about it. Sure. we. Uh, Which is not easy to do, by the way. It's not. It's not. We are a, a Forbes five-star uh, property. We're the only uh, resort destination in the world now that has four Forbes five-star destinations, the Cloister, the Lodge, the Spa, and the Georgian Room Restaurant. 
for eight years in a row. Wow. And, um, it, you know, it, it's funny. It, it you, you say, okay, awards this and awards that, and, and it's a really nice award, and it's great recognition. But um, our team is so proud of that award and that streak mm-hmm. that um, now they take it on as a personal challenge every every year when it gets going. And, you know, Forbes comes in and they shop us, and it's a – it's a secret shopper, and they have a list of about a thousand points, literally, that they check off on uh, how the service is and what they experience. And uh, there are not many five-star resorts, and and it's really great company to be in. So, you are the only one in Georgia. We're the only Forbes five-star resort in Georgia. We're the only Forbes five-star uh, dining facility in Georgia, um, and uh, we are. I, I think they're about a hundred or so five-star resorts all over the world wow and it's an easy drive from atlanta and i had two teenagers in the car and i can still say it was an easy drive from atlanta um about about four and a half hours about four and a half hours. well i said i had teenagers i had to stop at several <laughs> convenience stores uh but so it was you know pretty straight shot uh pretty pretty drive and uh easy to get here um how do you like people to make their reservations? Um, well, you can uh, go to our website, seaisland.com. Uh, we're going to be rolling out a new website in, in August that we're really excited about. Uh, but you can go to our website, seaisland.com, see everything that Sea Island has to offer. And there will be a telephone number to call. Uh, and if you want to talk to somebody about making a reservation or if you're so inclined, you can just book right through there. I, I like the quote that's on um, – that the original owner of the end, Howard Coffin, he described it as a place of peace and play and freedom. Yeah. It is, um, you know, it kind of goes to our core, which is all about family and what we're trying to, to accomplish here. Um, it is a safe place to be. It's a peaceful place to be. Um, I think the one thing that Howard Coffin would be surprised by today is how active a place Sea Island is. Um, And you'll get a chance to talk to some of our folks about all the things to do. But we really do believe that we've got something for everybody here, the most activities of any resort that we know of, uh, the most options uh, of things to do, places to be. Uh, and ways to uh, spend your time. It's a really special place. You can be as active as you want or as sedentary as you want. Indeed. It's a, it's a wonderful place to spend your vacation and a short drive from Atlanta. So, folks, I urge you check out the Cloister at Sea Island. Uh, they have many different places you, you can stay. You can stay at the Cloister or uh, several other places. So we are broadcasting live from here for the Atlanta Living. We're going to tell you more about what they have to offer. So stay tuned during this show here on Atlanta Living. Coming up next, we are going to tell you all about the activities. And I did something for the first time yesterday. And um, I'm going to you know pat myself on the back because I didn't fall off or hurt myself for the first time. So I'll tell you about that coming up next. You're listening to Atlanta Living only on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Depend on it. And welcome back to Atlanta Living. I'm your host, Belinda Skelton. And if, the, uh, if, if there's a little more pep in my step, it's because I am broadcasting live from the cloister at Sea Island and looking out over a great 
gorgeous ocean with the wind and the palm trees and ceiling fans going, beautiful setting. And now I'm speaking with Mike Kennedy, Director of Recreation, and John Kent. He is Outdoor Pursuits, Director of Outdoor Pursuits. And that you guys have the market cornered because I have been very busy while I've been here and so have my kids doing things that I never thought I would do and learning new things and keeping busy and just like yesterday Mike I've always wanted to paddleboard and a paddleboard did a paddleboard marsh tour and it was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I mean, that's that's one way to get out there. And it's really neat because it feels like you're standing on the water, doesn't it? I was standing on the you water. You were standing on the water. <laughs> I, was sta I was walking on the water. And there's, you'll never know, you, you'll see so much wildlife out there. We're lucky enough to be surrounded by this, you know, third of the country's marshland. And really, it's untouched. So we have so many... It, doesn't matter what direction you go and you're going to see wildlife of all sorts. So. Okay, let me just impress you for a moment. Okay. So as we went out in the marsh, we were uh, went out about an hour. Uh, we kind of rounded a bend with the marsh grass and there was a manatee, a huge manatee with a little baby calf nursing in the back and I understand that that is so rare to see that is and we all just kind of sat down on our boards quietly and and watched for about an hour because wow. it was so special and Ian our guide said of all the time that he's been guiding these trips this is only the second time he's ever seen a manatee out there yeah, you know, it's their northernmost zone, so we don't see a whole lot. Um, but to have an experience like that isn't unusual. I mean, that's what we do. That's what John and I do. You know, we, we create experiences that you can take home, and our team especially. Um, we're lucky enough to have naturalists embedded all around the resort, no matter what activity you're doing to share those special moments when they pop up, and you just don't know when they will. But You're dealing with Mother Nature, and you never know. You and never know what you're I would have not noticed it, of course, because I was concentrating on staying on my board. <laughs> yeah. um, but it, it thrilled my kids to death, and, and they absolutely loved it. And then um, as we were going under one of the bridges, a tarpon, am tarpon. I, tarpon that I understand are very highly sought-after fish. That's one of our biggest sport fishes here on the coast of Georgia. We have arguably some of the finest tarpon fishing on the East Coast going on right now. Okay, and they're very big. They're very big, averaging Huge. 80 to 200 pounds, um, and that's that's pretty neat that you saw one right okay. in the river. Uh -huh. Imagine it jumping right near my board. <laughs> it probably scared you. <laughs> it okay. did. But, but no need to fear. They're but so I understand that people go on these offshore fishing trips to catch those. Yeah, so our coast is really unique. Um, we're the westernmost point on the east coast. Due north is Cleveland. So you got to let that sink in a second because it's a little bit of a brain tease. Say that one more time. We are the westernmost point on the east coast. Due north is Cleveland. So we're set way back we're into the coast. west. Yeah. We're in a cove and with all this marsh grass um, breaking down uh, and being able to get into the Atlantic Ocean by our major rivers north and south, 
it almost creates a nursery for the Atlantic Ocean. These big fish we're assuming are coming in and spawning, and when the water temperature gets up above 80 degrees, which is June, July, August into September, we have the tarpon come in in huge schools. Um, it's, not, it's not uncommon to see 100, 200 fish schools, and that's what's going on right now. So we'll, we'll stay in on the coast. Um, when I say coast, up to five miles right. out. Um, we have sandbars that you can run offshore three miles and get out and walk on. So it's a very shallow coast, which lends itself to some premier fishing up, up, up and down, you know, from Cumberland to, to Sapelo, our boats out of Sea Island will run too. So we're lucky to have that fishery. So is this is a, uh, like you said, a breeding ground or a nursery for the, the wildlife and the fish life, and then it goes out to sea. And then it goes out to sea, yes. So it's amazing to have that in your back door. It really is. It makes what you experienced yesterday pretty easy on our side. We just we leverage what's around us, and we try to find vehicles to take you out there, and, and naturalists, obviously, to tour that. So everyone will take home something no matter what they go and experience. And, and you have some way to get out there for all different levels. So tell us about that. So we have fishing boats. Uh, we have flats fishing boats that we can hit the flats on um, for tailing redfish, uh, which is a pretty fun trip. And we have kayaks, sailboats, paddle boards, even fun cycles, bicycle, bicycle nature tours, and the list goes on and on. Uh, we have a large boat to do large tours on um, if it's a larger group. And really, anything you can think of to do here, we do. Um, and, and we try to really give you something that you can only get here. Um, and that's how we leverage what's around us. Taking advantage of what you have, what nature's given you to work with. Exactly. And so, John, as I was out on the paddleboard, I kept hearing all this, this banging, and I thought, who is shooting off fireworks? And, <laughs> it, you know, it's after the 4th of July. They're not going to be able to see it. And then I realized that there's a shooting school nearby. You and, skeet it, shooting, right? You were really close to the shooting school when you're out on those paddleboards. And it's uh, a big part of Sea Island's history. Our shooting school's been here since 1929, a year after the hotel opened. And, um, you know, it's just uh, it's a, a great opportunity for all skill levels. Again, you know, we, we have great instructors. We can handle the first-time shooter or all the way up to very experienced shooters. So it's clay shooting. It is clay target shooting. We do have um, uh, an air rifle range and a little archery range for the kids that aren't quite big enough to handle that. And they've actually become very popular. Honestly, anything that around here that, that we do for the kids is popular. So, so I, I like it that you have something for tiny little toddlers. I mean, you've got the horseback riding. You've got it uh, even... I think it call it tiny little tiny tikes. Tiny tikes. Yes. Um, um, well, what's neat, and and that's our activities department too. We have the camp cloister, um, and everything we just talked about about creating creating an experience. We do that for the kids as well. And think of a a day camp or a week camp where you may go to the mountains or something. We do that on a daily basis with these kids, and they get a taste of everything. They'll go down to the dock and fish. They'll go over to the shooting school and shoot an air rifle. They'll they'll go down to um, the beach and go out on the sailboat. So it is this, you know, it's a day camp for the kids, but we're not just watching them. They're experiencing what Sea Island has to offer at their level. Um, and it's our junior staff program. 
uh, which has been around for years, another rich tradition here where we have college kids come in and, and uh, basically mentor the kids and, and guide them throughout the resort during the day. And spawning off of that, we started our junior naturalist program, which is more of an intense look for the kids at what we have surrounding us. We have a touch tank with local fish in there that the kids will be able to see and and then that spawns into the sea turtles as well this time of year again i can go on and on you know so. i think i want to do the sea turtle um walk in the morning yeah that is that's something really special that our coast has to offer the loggerhead sea turtles are coming in and i see and lots of the nest on the beach being marked where you found nests we're, yes we're looking at a record year right now on, on sea turtle nests I yes believe, this year so. yeah and what's neat so they're still coming in uh, we got an email from the dnr yesterday the first nest is hatched on the in the state of georgia so we're prepared to get our first um hatch which is amazing so you can imagine these little turtles uh, smaller than the palm of your hand wow. come out of the hole and up to a hundred of them and they have to run to the beach and they hit the water and they swim 80 miles in 48 hours out to sea to the gulf stream and they stay in the sea of sargasm where the, the it's the weed from the bottom basically that gets pulled up to the northeast and then shoots over the Atlantic and around. It's a big circle. And they'll live there for about five years of their life. The females will start coming into the same beach um, until they hit um, their reproductive age of 33 years old. So wow. it's a really neat dynamic going on. And, and the females come into the same area that they, that they hatched. The males never come back, but they stay out at sea, but the females do. Wow. So the females, will they go out at all? And, or would the yeah, so, baby females go out? Yeah, so they'll go out. The, the baby females will go out for five years. Then they'll start coming in and staging. And then as they get closer to the age, they'll start coming into the beach, even though they're not laying a nest. They'll just get into that transition period before they do come in and, and lay a nest. Um, and it's really neat. You know, at night we do a sea turtle walk. Um, up and down the beach where you can see these females coming in potentially mm -hmm. and, and laying their nest. Um, and so now, how big would, would it, the sea turtle be? Oh, oh gosh. They, they, uh, probably 200 pounds. Yeah. They're really big. Yes. Loggerheads mostly. Wow. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's really incredible. But now we're transitioning into hopefully seeing some of, the, some of the nests hatch on the night walks. And you can imagine how spectacular that is to be able to see 100 little sea turtles running to the to Wow, the now I'm thinking I need to change it to the night walk. <laughs> and we want to be real cautious with that, though, because we'll use uh, red lights, and we just I don't want to disturb that, yeah. it and keep a good distance and really manage the beach well in terms of that. So I love how Sea Island has a great mix of... It's got the history, it gives you the activities, but also the, the, uh, the teaching and the conservation. Yes, and that's what we focus on a lot. We just feel like it, you're really becoming part of what we have here when you start learning about it and seeing it. And, and I think you appreciate it a lot more than you would than just a, you know, not having that naturalist aspect of, of everything we do. You know, it's just like when we go out on the fishing boats and it may turn into a, a, a dolphin trip. We really try to customize to each individual and really find out, you know, really what they want to do and try to exceed that expectation. And like I said, if we're lucky enough, as you saw yesterday, you just don't know what you're going to come across. Right. So you really can't plan exactly what, you know, you want to do because you want to keep that little bit free to, to experience something that you're not looking for. So, so we were able to sit there, and, like I said, and watch that... that uh Manatee. Manatee. Start to say sea otter. Manatee for uh, a long time and, and 
so I'd rather sit there and watch that <laughs> than, than keep paddling for exactly. a while. Exactly. Okay, you guys stick around for a minute. We'll talk more about things that are available to do, like bingo. Don't, estimate, uh, don't underestimate the power of a great bingo game when you come to Sea Island. We'll talk more about that when we come back. You're listening to Atlanta Living only on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Depend on it. I'm Aura Belinda Skelton's Atlanta Living. Thank you, Scott. We are broadcasting from one of the most beautiful places in Georgia, a cloister at Sea Island, uh, overlooking the gorgeous ocean, palm trees blowing in the breeze, talking with Mike Kennedy, Director of Recreation, and John Kent, Director of Outdoor Pursuits, and John Broadleaf, tell us, Broadfield. Broadfield. Um, tell us about that because it has a lot to offer here at Sea Island. Broadfield's a really special place. It's um, located just a little south of the resort, and it's 5,800 acres. It's our hunting preserve, and um, we we do lots of different things there. It's most known for quail hunting. Um, that season runs October 1st to March 31st, so it's a great thing to do if you're here in the fall and mm -hmm. winter. Um, but uh, so you know, great southern style quail hunts we do um, continental pheasant shoots there as well and uh, a really neat activity that everybody uh, seems to love is the falconry program uh, you actually get to go out and and hunt with hawks and falcons and and watch that in action and it's um, a pretty special opportunity you hunt with falcons you do you, you hunt quail with falcons you do we are a typical hunt in our falconry uh, uh, with, with, with during our falconry hunt you go out and um, start off with squirrel hunting with a bird called a Harris hawk. You go in the woods and you shake the vines and trees and try to flush a squirrel and the hawk chases and um, oh, wow. it's a it's just it's kind of a chess match to watch uh -huh. the, the hawk and the squirrel you know hawk trying to evade I mean the squirrel trying to evade and it's um, really neat and and so you do that then you go out and you get the dog out just like you would to quail hunt. The dog points, you flush the quail, quail flies, the hawk chases the quail down. And um, you get to witness that. And it's then quite elaborate. It, it is. And then you go for the grand finale where they put the dog out and he finds a pheasant. And you've got the peregrine falcon circling overhead. And he comes down at 200 miles an hour and knocks a pheasant out of the sky. So <laughs> pretty cool stuff. Oh it's not something. It, it's it Really, it's the only place in the world that you can do this. Um, it's, uh, it's especially to see three different hunting styles with three different hawks. And um, really neat. neat that deal. is amazing. I bet that's. Unbelievable to watch. Well, I mean, can you stay there? Is it like a, a hunting lodge that you can stay at while Bro you do that? Broadfield has, uh, we, we have a lodge with nine bedrooms, um, uh, and the food there is phenomenal. We have a, a, a garden on property, and, you know, so the chef is, is doing a kind of a farm-to-table style meal. A lot of the stuff's coming right out of the garden, um, but uh, very peaceful, really quiet at, at night. You know, you're the only people yeah. there. It's, you know, just super quiet, and all you hear is the crickets and the frogs. It's, it's he breezed over the food pretty quick. I think he needs to go there. <laughs> yeah. The food I've been fortunate enough to eat down there is absolutely incredible. Mike is right. Our, our chef is phenomenal, and, and the, you know, the food is, is you know, I, I can't say enough good things about it. So it's, will it's he great. will he prepare what you killed? It, actually, usually not. Um, you, he'll prepare that for you to take home. Oh, with okay. You. But uh, but you know, I mean, it's it's a lot of times it's fresh seafood and steaks and um, you know just 
in the, the vegetables and the desserts, everything's just phenomenal. I think to watch a falcon circle over and th that would just be incredible it's, to watch. It's extreme bird watching. <laughs> it, it, it's, it, it's, it is something that uh, if you spent your whole life in the woods trying to watch it, you'd uh -huh. never see it. And, you know, as a falconer, you get to see it every day. And two, it's good for the kids. I mean, that's a family it's, activity. It's, um, it, it is. You know, you get a lot of kids that want to be in a hunting situation, but they, they're not big enough to shoot a gun. Sure. So, you know, we, we can take kids as long as they're big enough to walk in the woods. You know, we've had them as young as three, four years old go out and, and see so it. They're so they're just watching. Yes. Oh, that would be tremendous. What a what another great activity to participate in here at the Cloister at Sea Island, and that's at Broadfield. Folks, you're listening to Atlanta Living, and we are broadcasting live from Sea Island. Thank you, Mike Kennedy and John Kent. And you. you can book your um, activities and uh, outdoor pursuits through these guys when you visit Sea Island and the Cloister. When we come back, we're going to be speaking with the executive chef and culinary director here at Sea Island. So we're begin going to be talking food. Maybe they'll bring some samples. We'll be back right after this. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.